Hey guys, it's Carissa, the UFCVM communications intern and pre-vet student. It's the start of spring 2023 semester, and if you're anything like me, you have goals for everything you want to accomplish, but you never feel like you have enough time. On this episode of the Pre-Vet Podcast, we're joined by UFCVM alum, Dr. Fisher, to talk about time management skills. Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and I could not be more excited about my guest today, the Dr. Corey Fisher, class of 2021. Corey, I'm a big fan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Alex, and I'm a big fan of the show. This season, we are going to have... Uh, Odd-numbered episodes will be veterinary professionals, and even-numbered episodes are going to be non-vets, which I think is so cool because we can learn so much from other disciplines. So we're going to have little haves and haves, and it's going to be really, really neat. Um, Well, we're really excited to have you on the show. So for this season, season six, can't believe we're doing another one. We're going to focus exclusively on the VEMCAST, what some might say are soft skills, but I think that is completely inappropriate way to call it. These are the people skills that are needed. They are listed on the letters of rec for your VEMCAST application. So pre-vet students, what happens is when you ask someone to write a recommendation letter, so let's say I ask Dr. Fisher. So Dr. Fisher, um, I love working with you in emergency and critical care. I've worked with you for more than a year now. I'm applying to vet school. Do you feel comfortable writing me a strong letter of recommendation? Yes, Alex Avellino, I would be honored to write you a very strong letter recommendation. That's the response you're looking for. That's exactly the response (laughs) you're looking for. Right, somebody who's enthusiastic, who's pumped to do it. And then what will happen is uh, Dr. Fisher would get this email notification from VEMCAS saying that Alex Avellino has requested you write a letter, uh, you know, please fill out this form. And this form has anywhere between 15 to 20 soft or people skills. And then Dr. Fisher would have to fill out on a scale of excellent to poor, how he thinks I am in different qualities. But we're here for you (laughs) to talk about a very specific um, soft skill, people skill, and that is, do you want to tell them what it is? Uh, Sure, yeah. I mean, if you weren't going to get into it, I was going to because we're on a time crunch. Oh my God, I love Corey. And the skill is time management. You're so good, yes. We are on a time crunch. We're talking about time management. I do want them to hear just a little bit about you when, you know, where you went to undergrad, kind of a a background, what you're doing now. So why don't you give them a time crunch style, time Uh, management. Who is Dr. Corey Fisher? Okay. Um, So I am a graduate from UF undergrad and UF veterinary school. Go Gators. Um, Wait, what was your major? Uh, I did the biology pre-professional. Okay. um, And did some like animal science, like tracking. Got some veterinary experience um, through that. And then Really loved vet school here. Went on to do a rotating internship at Colorado State University. What uh, are they? The Rams? They're the Rams. Go Rams? Yes, go Rams. Yeah. Wait, did you, you did research at the vet school. Did you say that out loud when you were an undergrad? I did not. I think you no. should say that. I mean, I, you kind of made yourself a name for yourself at the vet school before you got there. That's true. That could be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I would. Uh, I just want to also point out to the listeners, I think Dr. Fisher is one of the most humble people I know. So it's probably, uh, is it hard for me, for you to like brag on yourself right now um i mean oh my god wait i forgot to say he's the first one to ever have 4.0 at uf oh this is gonna be such an eclectic intro all over the place (sighs) all right so we were talking about you did some research while you were an undergrad got exposed to vet med now went to csu to do your internship now wait it was a specialty internship um or small animal small animal rotating yeah why did you want to do the internship yeah so um (laughs) this has been like the big debate i've been having for like the last two years of 
um, really being interested in specialty medicine, wanting to advance my training, but not necessarily knowing what specialty I wanted to go into. Um, and I think that's tough because uh, there's a big push uh, from academia to do internships, but I think if you aren't going to specialize um, and you can get good mentorship in private practice, it doesn't necessarily make sense to do it financially um, and for personal life reasons. Um, so it was tough to go into an internship without a clear goal for residency in mind, but I kind of wanted to keep that door open because I thought, you know, even if I go out and do... ER practice or general practice, I'm still really interested in specialty medicine. And now about a um, year and a half later, um, I'm enjoying my time as an ER veterinarian, but I have decided to go back into specialty practice. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's so, it's so ironic or fate, serendipitous, that we are talking about time management literally this morning at like 7 a.m., I texted Dr. Fisher being like, do you want to be the season opener of the podcast? He said, sure. And then I, I said, hell yeah. He said, let's can we, can we go. Keep, can we say that? I think hell yeah feels fine. Okay. It's a, it's, while it is pre-professional, it, okay. it's, you know, you know how vet med is. Yeah. So we're loosey-goosey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell seems okay. Okay. I, yeah. I think it's okay. I listened to the one about slang earlier. I like that one with Antonio. I'm so embarrassed by that one. I've learned so much new really? slang. So I texted Dr. Fisher saying, do you want to come on the podcast? He said yes. And I said, how could I convince you to come to Gainesville? Because you're in Jacksonville. And oh my God, miracle of miracles. He was driving up to Gainesville today. You know, that's spooky. It is. It is. Yeah. And this yeah. week is Friday the 13th. Wow. Just so much is happening. Okay. So you kept the door open to do the internship, didn't really know what you wanted to do, have been in practice in traditional ER practice for a half year, six months? Yes, six months. And then you really just had the tingling to go back into academia. Yes. Yeah, I would say um, specifically the tingling for (laughs) uh, critical care medicine and then also to go back in academia um, because I do like that research piece. I'm missing teaching. Um, and missing being at a big hospital with a, a bunch of like-minded people mm. who are just as passionate about it as I am. So, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Go Gators. Yeah, go Gators. <laughs> so today we're talking about time management. Yeah. I thought you would be a great guest for this because I, first of all, again, you know, to achieve such high grades in such a rigorous curriculum, to me, must mean you had strong time management skills. I know you were also really invested in your personal health and fitness, made time to go to the gym, and made time for your friends. Is that all accurate? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're painting it in a very glowing light. But yeah, I mean, I was. those were the goals. You did all those things. Yeah. Did you yeah. not do all those things? I did. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. So I and you and I have talked about this a little bit yeah. on Instagram. So if y'all want to go even deeper with Dr. Fisher, you can listen to Ooh. Where Are They Now? Deep dive. Deep dive. Yeah. I think that was in June of 2021. So now yeah. we're a year and a half later. But time management, I want to hear more about your tips. I have lightning round questions for you later. But what... How did undergrad and vet school look for you with your time management? How did you get there? Yeah, um, I think from even in, in high school, I started to like practice time management. Um, I think <laughs> this is also listening to some of the other podcasts talking about the difference between vet school and undergrad and high school, where a lot of students didn't have to do a lot of studying um, mm-hmm. in undergrad and high school, but mm-hmm. then had to start to learn how to do that in vet school. And that's really where the time management piece comes in. Um, Fortunately or unfortunately, I felt like I had to study from high school on. Um, so good thing. Yeah, good yeah, thing. Yeah, um, like I, I, you know, have come to think of myself as a smart person through um, what I've been able to achieve academic-wise. But I also know I don't pick things up right away. I need to see it 
two or three times. And so um, I've kind of developed a system for myself uh, that I had already started using in undergrad and then I think kind of uh, really optimized in vet school, which is sometimes, or when I can, read the notes beforehand, then go into the lecture already knowing what I don't know or what's going to be the harder topics for me, um, paying attention extra hard on, on those slides, getting to ask the professor questions about that that same day in class or right after class, and then going home one more time and um, taking some more notes. And then when it's time for the exam, all I have to do is kind of review those notes I took. Um, but um, by kind of getting ahead of it that way, uh, I felt like uh, I never really got behind my classes. And it definitely takes a lot of time to do all that, but it's just a formula um, that I would write down in my calendar. And that's the other big thing is I would have a calendar of, you know, you're going to do this lecture this day, this lecture this day. And I'd cross those off um, before the end of every day. And that's kind of a, a big thing, too. I think having that mindset of if I'm going to write something down, I'm going to get it done. Oh, my God. I have chills. You know what I want to call this? You just said it was your formula. Have you ever called it the core four? Like Corey, <laughs> would the core I, four? And I you have like, a strong core from I feel like out. I would need like four things. You do, though, because you review it beforehand. Okay. You go to class. You this all four. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I remember it from our Instagram okay. talk. You review beforehand. You go to lecture. You review the lecture like that day or whatever. And then you review the notes before the test. That's, That's the core, core four. four. That's it right there. Core four patent pending. Yep, Don't steal exactly. it. Okay, and like you said, it takes time. So it takes time and planning. Do you think part of it is to even make time management work, you have to have a goal in mind? Yeah, that that is actually something I wrote down on my phone on the way over here. Yeah. Um, I think not only do you um, have to, well, I guess the first step would be you have to be goal-oriented about it. Mm. Um, you have to really uh, want to achieve whatever it is that you're going to achieve. Um, otherwise, I think you're going to make excuses for it. So, like, you have to be motivated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you have to have a plan in order to do it. That's realistic. Um, I think what I've learned is that um, tasks often take longer than what we think. Oh. Yeah. Can you give an example? Yeah. Um, so oh, <laughs> when yes, this, this morning, okay. yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I woke up, I don't know, maybe around like 738. Respectable um, time. Yeah. Yeah. Got a text from um, Alex yeah. saying, hey, do you want to be the first on the podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, hell, let's go. <laughs> um, that's not what people say. Oh, yeah, hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> I, I like it. So, yeah, I was excited to get down here, but I did have the task of – um, building a new uh, bed frame sure. for my apartment. Sure. Um, and I didn't think it would take that long. How long did you think it would take? I thought it would maybe take, like... <sighs> I want everyone, while like, Dr. F is thinking about this, how long do you think putting together a bed frame would take? And and tell me yeah, how long you thought. I, I guess I thought it would take, like... Is it from Ikea? Because if it's from Ikea, it's taken three days. Yeah, I thought it would take, like, an hour and a half. An which, hour and a half, okay. Which I think, it, yeah, just shows that it was very naive of me to think that. Okay, um, okay. But, um, I mean, it ended up taking, like, three hours. Yeah. Um, which isn't bad. Not bad. Do you, is this your first time putting together a bed frame? No. Oh. Yeah, but it was a new bed frame to me. Like, it wasn't – it was like, there was a bed frame I had for, like, three years that I had taken apart a couple mm -hmm. times. Like, I knew that. Oh, interesting. And then this so one I was, experience. like – I have had experience. But this one I was, like, wait, this is not my – I don't know this This bed. is not my bed frame. <laughs> this bed is not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was taking apart – Moving it uh, from one apartment to another yeah. and then rebuilding it. So yeah. a whole kit and caboodle of activity. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then finding an Allen wrench. 
which like I have 15. I probably I, have one in my pocket right I now. I know. <sighs> They're so handy. <laughs> They're, so, They're so handy. Okay. Yeah. So so you assumed it would take a shorter amount of time and yeah. what we've learned is we should probably allot more time than we thought. Yeah. And like kind of would you say for the pre-vets if it's a task that you're going to have a lot. Like so for example, if you want to get to the gym at a certain time in the morning, time yourself at how long it takes you to get ready so then you know what time you can make to the gym. Like are we saying practice some tasks and and get some times down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's super helpful, especially when you're getting ready to go on clinics and things like that. And oh, your time is clinics. really yes. crunched. Yeah, so um, knowing how long you need to work out, yeah. to like make meals, to do laundry, those yep. kinds of things. Um, and for me, I do prefer to be – goal oriented because I I could I know that there's some people who will approach tasks as well I'm going to work on this for an hour Mm, Um, mm. and if that was my approach this morning I would have half a bed frame you know (laughs) and that and that that's I guess also an approach um, for studying which works for some people um, but it just didn't work for me to be like oh I'm going to study for an hour and then I'm like I'm only halfway through this lecture so you said I'm getting through this lecture exactly however long it takes even if it takes longer yes so how did then how did you deal with because that to me means some of other priorities might have had to get pushed back or So if you said, I'm going to get through this lecture and someone said, let's go out tonight, you know, how did you deal with that FOMO that you might have had? Yeah, I I think for me, it's um, I guess everyone has like a different level of how much they uh, kind of prioritize um, social life and Mm. doing other things Mm -hmm. and their hobbies. Um, For me, if I could go out um, once or twice a week, that was enough. And I also felt better if I kind of put that off towards the weekend. Sure. So um, it became easy for me to say, no, I'm not going to do that on a Wednesday night. I'm going to finish studying or whatever, doing whatever task I needed to accomplish. And then when I got to go out on Friday night, it felt that much better. So true. So true. So delayed gratification, I think, is a big part of time management, too. Oh, good for you. You obviously utilize time management in undergrad and vet school. How does time management, does it look the same or different now that you're a practicing veterinarian? Yeah. um, I guess it's probably going to be applicable to a lot of busy general practice veterinarians, but especially for ER veterinarians, um, I think it's just all about being as efficient as possible. Yes. Oh, my God. Please talk about this because, you know, in clinics, you've probably seen the person to your right or to your left who takes forever for paperwork. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's it's one thing to be diligent, but you don't want to be stuck there all day. So, yeah. Talk about efficiency. Yeah. Um, So uh, one of the big things that has helped me with efficiency is having all of my discharge templates and even treatment templates for certain diseases on Google Drive. Oh, my God. Um, You're such a killer. (laughs) So it would be. Uh, super helpful when I used to have that all like a Microsoft document, but then that was hard to transfer over to different computers. Sometimes I'll do relief shifts and they don't have uh, Microsoft Word or I had to get out a flash drive. So having it all on Google Drive, it's accessible everywhere. And I can just copy and paste in these long discharges about telling an owner their first time um, their dog had a seizure, how to handle that Brilliant. and those kinds of things. Brilliant. So that helps a lot. Yes. Um, and I got that from a podcast about efficiency. Um, there was a Vet Girl podcast about it. Um, Vet Girl's good. Vet Girl's Vet really Girl great. on the run, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was super helpful. Um, and then I think for a lot of uh, new vets, it's doing that quick but thorough physical exam. Right. I have learned that <laughs> everything goes better um, 
if I only have to touch my patients once in the ER. So if I do like a really thorough physical exam and know exactly what I want to do diagnostic wise and then let my nurses handle the rest, um, then we're running much more smoothly. And that's not to say that I'm not going to reassess that patient, be looking at that patient throughout the night. Of course. But I want to do all the things I need to when the patient's out in front of me with the nurse and then tell them, okay, here's everything else we're going to do. And then I can go do paperwork or call the owner and then they can just run ship with that. And they're not having to call me back or I'm having to call them back. Actually, can you bring that pet out again? I didn't do a rectal. I'm trying to be as efficient as possible so we can keep moving. Okay. So I love this idea of do it right the first time, do it well, be efficient. How long does it take you to do a physical exam? Mm, I would say for most patients, less than a minute. Whoa. Um, In my mind, it was 15 minutes, but I don't know why. Well, I will say in the ER, your exam is a little bit different. Yeah, you got to be quick. It's It's not GP. Yeah, it's a little bit abbreviated. Like, I am not going to be doing a thorough ear exam. I'm not necessarily looking at every dog's fundus. Um, What's a fundus? fundus? Looking at the retina. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, It's, you know, it's looking at their mouth and saying, okay, there's a modern amount of dental disease, but I'm not tackling that today. I'm not, you know, Because noting. we're worried about what they came in for. Yeah, I, I'm like assessing, um, you know, heart, respiratory, neurologic yeah. health immediately, like primary survey, and sure. then um, doing a, a quick palpation and everything else. That uh, makes sense. Plus minus a rectal kind of, but yeah. How are you showing time management? Yeah. Is it when you got the 4.0 in vet school? I'm just so proud of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, I had a a goal to um, achieve really high uh, grades in vet school. And um, like we said, I kind of had a formula. uh, Core four. Core four, yeah. Was part of that because you didn't know what you wanted to do afterwards and you wanted to set yourself up for success? Or is it because A's were just part of your identity? Um, I get a little bit of both. uh, But I think primarily that I want to set myself up for success. Um, Same thing with the internship. Even though uh, I didn't know exactly what I want to specialize in, I knew I kind of had this passion to specialize. And uh, I wanted to give myself every opportunity um, to go where I want to go. Smart. Yeah. 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 Sometimes the goal, folks, is not knowing what the goal is, (laughs) but just saying, like, I don't know what I want to do, but let me set myself up for success in as many ways as possible. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, on my drive over here, as I was thinking about this for the listeners, if you're questioning your own time management skills, just because you have a bad day or really mess up something with time management, doesn't mean you're bad at it. It's going to happen. If you don't have great time management skills now, you don't have to keep that. You can work to change it. Exactly. Cause I, I know so many people who, especially like in the ER will be like, Oh, I'm going to be here late. Like I'm just always slow at writing my records. I have terrible time management skills. And I'm like, but you don't. That's not Work something that's it. built not into innate. you. It doesn't have to it's be not a that way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so I definitely think everyone can learn it. Okay. Um, so you think yeah. this is growth mindset? Yeah. People can change their time management skills. Oh, definitely. Because oh. we all kind of have to get better at it. I think oh. during vet school. Well, we sure do, and and the we just keep moving, moving, going. Yeah. So then, can you tell me how can they improve? What are some things that they can do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So. Uh, I think we already touched on the first one, which is just having that goal-oriented mindset. Because if you don't want to – if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you're not going to have that motivation to to get out and do it even Mm -hmm. when it's hard. Um, And then another part of the mindset is just valuing your time always. So when you're – even on the weekend, if – I don't know, like you're doing something that's 
just not fulfilling, mm. Um, mm. then ask yourself, what could you be doing? Right, um, like being on TikTok too long. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just knowing that there's always, not that you always need to be doing something. You can definitely have mindful relaxation. Absolutely. That's huge. But um, if you feel like you're wasting your time, then ask yourself, how can you use that better? Yep. Because um, I think that, yeah, I don't know, time is just so valuable. So you yeah. should always be doing something that is either working towards a goal or gives you joy. So. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then tell me, is there someone else around you who has great time management skills who are who is doing something that you're not currently doing that you think is like a great method? Yeah, I'm, I think a lot of people um, do use their phones more than me for time management. Oh, um, okay. So like, as we were saying, I have that calendar, like a handwritten calendar. Oh, it's a paper calendar. It's a paper. I like to have like a, a something that I could scratch off a list. Okay. You okay. know, yeah. like that's like. <laughs> the reward for me is like sure, a little endorphin it, yeah yeah it's got to be uh handwritten but um i know a lot of people use their phone to okay. give them reminders yeah. um to have the way they can set up their calendars now it can have like flight information sure. meeting times yes. it can be so efficient mm-hmm. um so that's something that um i wish i did more of but i just don't think that works for me okay as much sure. um and so that's something that I think is another good strategy. I do. Yeah. I agree. And then I want to know from you, like, so where do you think maybe pre-vets or undergrads are missing the time management piece and maybe encourage them, like, why it's so important as a vet? Yeah. Um, probably a common theme that I saw a lot of my peers and myself deal with in undergrad is um, not realizing how much uh, you could be doing right now towards working towards that goal. Mm. So you've got all these things you have to check off. Sure. Small animal, large animal research. Yes, yes. And um, it's so overwhelming. Um, but trying to chip away at two or three of those goals at a time is totally doable. Yes, um, it is. And there's no reason to push it off. Um, I think as an undergraduate, vet school felt very far away to me mm. up until senior year, mm. but it's really not. So having that mindset that you're getting ready to be a veterinary student or right. even thinking of yourself you know, as ready to go to vet school is going to um, help you look at your time now as, okay, well, what am I doing to get prepared? Yeah. Uh, kind of like when you're in your senior year of vet school and you're on clinics, you need to be thinking about, well, I'm going to be the veterinarian yeah. very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. um, so always, not not to say you shouldn't live in the present, but always think about what that next step is yeah. and how you're going to prepare yourself. You can do both. And exactly. Tell me how much time flies. How fast did vet school fly? Oh, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that I'm sitting here with you right now. No, I want to start crying. Yeah. Because yeah, you're, yeah. you're a full-fledged veterinarian. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It yeah. freaks me out. What's something they can do now, one month from now, and one year from now to help their time management skills? So let's start with like, what's something they could do today or tomorrow? Yeah, I would say just writing down one goal per day that you don't necessarily have to do, Mm -hmm. um, but that you would want to do. And it can be professional or personal. Sure. Um, And just getting used to doing that. Yeah. And- Preferably something that if you didn't write it down, you wouldn't necessarily get done or not guaranteed. Totally, totally. Yeah. So it's getting used to goal setting and then also evaluating how long does it take me to do said thing. Yeah. What I like about that too is if it's something they normally wouldn't have done without writing it down, one, 
you're going to get that boost of, oh my gosh, I got this done. But yeah. also it didn't take me as long as you probably thought it is unless it's a new bed. Unless it's a new bed. Then it might yeah. take a little Those bit longer. Take Block three hours for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what is something that they should be focused on over the next month, a little bit longer? Yeah, um, so for that one, I would say, um, honestly, I think it kind of goes into changing the mindset of the goal. So, you know, that's like a daily goal. So maybe that's going for a walk we were talking about earlier yeah. or maybe studying a chapter. Um, but for a month, you can take on a bigger goal. Okay, so totally. that could be something like, let's say um, you want to start doing pull-ups in the gym. Like Ugh, you can map yes. out how, you know, um, what you need to practice in order to get there. If you're starting with dead hangs or something yeah. like that from a workout perspective, or maybe you're studying for Navli. And you want to get X amount of questions done um, that would be, you know, unachievable in a day. Um, right. So mapping that out. Yes. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I think those are kind of no. a little bit more fun. When, Perfect. When it's a little bit of a longer goal, going back to that delayed gratification, because it's something that seems almost unachievable. Yeah. But then you break it down. I will yeah. say as someone who once wanted to do pull-ups. <laughs> I could do them in a month, oh, but I had nice. I had to do them every day. Yeah. Every day I had to yeah, go yeah. to the pull and bar yeah. and just hold it. And then by the end, I'm like, oh, it just takes the repetition. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. And then so for time management, a year from now, what are we thinking yeah. about? That one, I kind of had a hard time giving like a concrete example. Yeah. But I think for that one, that would be a change in habits. Because um, that, that takes a lot, right? Yeah. That takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what habits every listener would necessarily want to change mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but for example if your study habits aren't where you want them to be okay give um, yourself a year not give, a day yeah, or a month exactly it's going to take that. a long time you yeah. know what that makes me think of dr f it makes me think of i think in a job and in relationships you kind of have to give it a full year yeah. to experience that opportunity in all seasons Oof. so you need to know what's a busy season look like what is this person like in the winter time you don't know unless you give it that full year and i like that for the habit because you might nail down and i think this is true in vet school you might nail down a study habit in a month and then your courses all change and you have to relearn that study habit yeah so going through a full year of the courses might really help solidify what works exactly yeah you can build your own formula core four we should i i actually had uh two more um pieces that Please. I wanted to share. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, another one for time management is knowing your circadian rhythm. Oh uh, my God. Thank you. Please yeah. talk about it. It's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we traditionally think of like time management of like, you got to get up super early right. and you have to do all these things. And that is me. I am me too. an early morning person yeah. for sure. But I know there's a lot of people who get their best work done at night. It's so true. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. not a fake thing. Yeah. So knowing yourself and, and realizing that, you know, if you're a night person, you're not going to accomplish all your yes. tasks at five in the morning. No. Um, you're going to get them all done later and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but you can set aside that time to do that. Um, so I don't know. I just, I think if you have that approach, yes. then know gonna, yourself. Exactly. Know yeah. when you're most productive. We're going to end the show. Do you, can you guess what I'm about to say? Okay. How are we? How are, do you think we're going to end the show? Oh, I think I know. What? <sighs> can we still do that? What is it? Wait, I don't know. What are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to do uh, bad British accents. That's exactly what I was talking about, mate. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So um, to end the show, Dr. Fisher, we always try to ask the the guest. Oh, this oh, is coming oh, out Australian. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
a piece of advice, which I think you've given them great advice, but these are students who want to be where you're sitting today. They really want to get to the place, whether it's valedictorian or not, but they want to be veterinarians. What's your biggest piece of advice for them? All right. <laughs> well, I guess what I say is if you are really passionate about going into veterinary medicine, um, then you have to treat it just like what we've been talking about, a goal that's you know, going to seem insurmountable uh, from the start, but you got to break it down into those pieces. You got to check them off the list, and if you stay dedicated, then you're going to get there. Um, so, just just keep it up. Just keep calm and vet med on. Keep it up, mate. That's right. Well, I want to thank Dr. Fisher <laughs> for coming on the podcast today. Um, lifelong listener, longtime fan. There we go. Um, really glad you could be our season opener. Super, super happy to provide you all with some guidance about these people soft skills from the VEMCAS application from both veterinarians and non-veterinarians. So thank you so much for being on the show and for your time management skills and the fact that you made time to do this. Anything else you want to tell <laughs> No, no, no. I just wanted to interrupt you. Sorry. No, no, you're <laughs> I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon. What's the whisper voice? Like the podcast voice. You I mean like, like when people are on a podcast? Yeah, and they're just like talking a little bit smoother than normal. Because they're being fake? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's the room. It's the vibe. Let me hear your regular voice. Well, now, now I don't know. What that feels right. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah, it's a little right. regular. Okay. <laughs>